0: Hey, what's up everybody? Welcome to mastermind.fm. Your hosts today are Ninja James Laws of Ninja Forms fame and myself, Jean Gallaire from WP Mayor and WP RSS Aggregator. Today we're going to be having one of our candid mastermind sessions. We're going back to basics. This is how we started off, just me and James. Skyping and talking about the challenges and problems we're facing and even some innovations that we're doing in our businesses. And so let's get into the episode. Before we start, a quick message from our
1: sponsors. A number of SiteGround's users find out about their exceptional WordPress hosting service thanks to people like you, WordPress professionals whom your friends and audience turn to for a trusted opinion. The demand for a reliable, well-supported, and high-performing hosting partner is ever-growing. Even if you're not looking for hosting services yourself, your followers, clients, or contacts might be. SiteGround offers top-notch hosting infrastructure with a complete set of WordPress management and developer tools. You can benefit from recommending a quality hosting service, make some extra income for the effort, and keep the trust of your audience. On average, WordPress consultants, theme or plugin developers can earn $125 per referral as SiteGround affiliates without being professional marketers. SiteGround offers one of the shortest hold periods, sends payments every week, and works hands-on with their most committed partners. So join their affiliate program now, SiteGround, your trusted hosting partner. To learn more, visit SiteGround.com forward slash mastermind.
0: So James, uh, what's up on your end?
2: Yeah, so kind of going back to basics and and we kind of talking about having a kind of a candid conversation about our businesses. uh, We wanted to talk a little bit about like what is what is the vision of our companies and not just like your company and my company, but as business owners thinking about where our companies headed? So the question I asked myself was, um, am I in business to support Ninja Forms? Like that's our main product. It's a product that makes the majority of our revenue. Is, am I in business just to be... The company behind Ninja Forms, or do we have a greater, a greater vision, a greater mission, and a greater path that we're headed down? Do do we expect that ten years from now, my our company will still just be building and supporting Ninja Forms, or is there a bigger picture? And part of this kind of this conversation came from uh, is just one of the struggles that I've been dealing with. Uh, we we just released a, a major version a few months ago. Uh, we're dealing with. Certain kind of bugs and issues that products deal with, especially that you just couldn't foresee, uh, like just in non-performing server environments and things like that that just make the product feel broken or feel whatever. And so we find ourselves chasing fires and put it in, trying to put out fires and fix bugs and not working on our ultimate goal of where do we see the company going, which then poses the question, right, well, where is our company going? Like, what is the purpose of our existence other than Ninja Forms? Or whatever your product is, product And
0: Yeah, as I mentioned in one of the latest episodes, I was in Cleveland um, with your team lately Um, last month so one of the things that got me thinking after I left was that like the team was really united and seemed to have this vision of where they want to be and a purpose for going to work every day and I kind of thought that on our end we might not be so good at in that thing and I was wondering whether you actually have a vision that's you know I don't want to say framed in your office but something that every new person who joins WP Ninjas learns in terms of why does WP just exist and why you're developing those products and what is the future like is it long term and I think there's also important the importance of having kind of a, a mission statement for each separate product that one produces but overall as a team it's important to have shared values and a mission that one can wake up every day and just go to work with this passion for it
2: yeah I think those are great questions and it's so from from our company perspective that's something that I'm noticing. I think internally I have a vision for what this company is going to become, but I've not done a great job of passing that vision on to my people. Now, in I, 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 as a sidebar – We do have a very clear and defined mission and that I state very clearly to our team and we recite it over and over and I'm constantly reminding everyone of it and they're constantly reminding me of it because I've hopefully, you know, in most cases done a good job of reminding them of it. Um, So there is this difference, right? So what is the difference between a vision and a mission? And I'll I'll give it to you this way. A vision is where you're going and and what you are building and a mission is how you're doing it. And and so the the mission is the how and the vision is the the vision is the what and so I've not done a good job about talking about the what, um, but I've done a I think I've done a pretty decent job of the how. Um, now there's a great there could be a lot of debate as to whether that's getting the cart before the horse. Like if you've not told them where you're going, but you've told them how, but they're like, all right, but how does any of this get us to a where? Yeah. Right. So we don't have a clear vision that I have. Like in my head, I have one, but. I have not done a great job of communing that, communicating that to the team. And that's something that we are having to work on. Uh,
0: now that you mentioned the difference, I know I've learned this at university, obviously. I, I forgot it. But now that you're reminding me, um, it's true. There's a difference between a vision and a mission. And perhaps we can even share some examples with our listeners just to make it sticky, You know, because it's so easy to confuse the two of them and not have any idea which is which and what you should be working on to produce each of these important aspects of your business.
2: Yeah, so, I mean, some way that I might explain that is if I were to, I'll just use something kind of generic, but I hopefully will paint the picture. A company may have a vision To create the best security-related products in a particular market or space. And the vision is to be the leader in security for whatever. Uh, In fact, in a previous episode, we just had an interview with Robert who talked about his security plugin and he does security for clients, right? So maybe that's the vision, but the mission is, you know, in our company, we have a mission is to help others, the simplest form of it is To help others be successful that's our mission uh now we have you can we can draw it out because we had a little bit of the uh, more of the how which is to help others be successful by providing the best products Resources and services available. So that's how we do it. We have we kind of we pro- we provide services, we provide products, and we provide resources. And our goal is is that anything that we do in those three areas is helping somebody be more successful at their business, at life, at whatever. And this kind of permeates to every area of our business. So it's not just about being successful for uh, our just our customers, but we try to. Lead that into every area of our life. That's why we want to meet up. Because we want to help our community, our our WordPress community become successful. We uh, found a we had a security vulnerability that we found in our plugin uh, months and months and months and months ago, and we found out that every single other form builder had the exact same vulnerability. And we reached out to each and every one of them privately, told them exactly what it was, so that they could patch it. Now we didn't do that to get credit from them. We didn't do that because uh, we did it because we want to help everyone be successful, and we don't we don't want our goal isn't. Going to be like we patched this and now everybody else is vulnerable like that doesn't make any sense that's not our mission so that kind of the mission is what guides us to do what we do it it kind of sets the tone of this is this is this is why we do what we do can i just
0: pick on that episode because what i'm sensing is that values are your company values are to be found in the mission statement or the, the mission in general is what you're saying right yeah
2: i think i think values while mission and values are different uh, on, on some level values get, tend to get a little bit more specific in different in, in, in different areas of like the things that we do Um they are driven by the mission. Like your values and your mission w- w- must line up. Like if you have values that don't don't support the mission, then that's that's problematic. And if you have a mission that is that is it seems to be opposed to the values that your company has, you're gonna have problems. And so, yeah, I think values, mission, and values are really. Um, closely related as to how they interact and how they drive right and
0: in this case of you know just contacting other form builder plugins and telling them about the vulnerability i can see why you would have that value or, or mission as a business owner with lots of experience but i'm sure that imagine having young developers join the team it's not something that. Is so natural just because you're a good person that this is gonna come to mind and you're gonna be wanting to do that right away. So, I am. How do you make sure that everybody really understands this value and why you're doing it? Because everything is done for a reason, and you're being good because it's it's good to be good, even in terms of business as well. So, how do we actually train these people in terms of mission and values when they join a company?
2: The answer is uh, is strangely so simple. Um, because if your values are your, truly your values, you live them out every single day. And so to me, the way you train your team is you demonstrate your values frequently. So as an example, uh, my employee, Zach, is the one who reached out without my telling him to do so to all those other form builders. Now that's because it's also his value. Now I'm not gonna take credit for it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let him have that. But I think part of the reason why he knew he had the right and the freedom to do that is because I hope, right, that I am living that value every single day. And so he has seen me... Uh, demonstrate that value so that when the issue came up, he knew he had the freedom to act accordingly. So in a lot of ways, one, we hire based on our values to some level. Like when we interview, when we hire, when we bring people onto the team, we we are interviewing to make sure their values are similar to our values because if they're not, that's a problem. But in some instances, those values still have to mature. And the way they mature is you demonstrate them constantly. So as a leader of my business i am I am charged with exemplifying and living out those values every single day so that my team sees it uh, and 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 witness it as often as possible. Uh, so I to me, that's the most important. I mean there are other things you can do right you could you put them in your poly, your your user manual and in your onboarding and you maybe you put value posters up on the wall so that everybody can read the statements and do that and those are all great things. But the truth is, it doesn't matter how many values you put up on the wall, if you're not demonstrating them and living that example in your business for your employees that statement on the wall means nothing it's it's just it's just cliche it doesn't it doesn't mean anything so the most important way you do it is by doing it living the Mm -hmm. value and uh,
0: I can you know when, when I came to your office and spent a few days with you I just left with this kind of warmth inside of me because just people were so so I guess living this this values you know and uh, I'm not exaggerating this was really true and it impressed me and I went back home with this eagerness to implement something similar because I wanted that kind of team. It's harder though when you're not in the same office together and so I think it's not as easy as <laughs> as you make it sound if you're if you have a location independent team. And so as a as our company doesn't have any mission or vision because I ha- simply haven't worked on it so far. I'd love to know some tips on how you have, would advise us to kind of proceed
2: about it. Well, the first thing I would do is you you as the leader of your business have to determine what's important to you. Um, a lot of times when we talk about culture, we, uh, I, I, matter of fact, I, I heard this uh, in, a, in a session that I was in, uh, I think it was in Cabo Press, um, where we were talking about culture and they were talking about how you have to let your culture will form naturally. But I think that's problematic if you have a vision for your company you have to control the culture a little bit you hire on culture you decide you're the owner right you're the you're the person who started this this is this is initially it's your vision you may pass that vision on to your team and and hopefully you do right like that is that is the necessary piece but that vision has to start somewhere and it starts in the leader And so you have to kind of have a vision for your company and decide what it is that you're trying to accomplish. And that means that you have to be very confident that these are my values as an individual. And those become, I think, in a lot of ways, the values for the team. But you can't force values on people. So when you already have a pre-made team, you can't just say, well, these are my values and now they're your values, uh, unless you can start to instill them in them or help them discover those values for themselves. So one recommendation I would have is either on a Google Hangout or a call or a retreat or something get your team together uh, and start posing the question of what's important to us and I would throw every idea up there on the wall that you can say hey what what's important to you in your day what do you look for what do you what did what makes you feel um good about your day when when you see this happen or what are the things the lines you won't cross that you think are super important and those may be related to customer service and they may be related to having fun they may be related to any number of things one of our values that we have is don't be boring like have fun like have a good time don't as much as you can just don't be boring like that there's there's no reason that's that's totally unremarkable like there's nothing fun about that so have fun so you know, it may be something as simple as that. And one of my core values is be a cheerleader. Um, we, we have enough critics and enough, uh, and a lot of times we have enough coaches and we have enough naysayers. We have enough opponents and critics, be a cheerleader. That's one of my core values. So you'll never see me, uh, hopefully you'll never see me on Twitter, just blasting people for they have a crappy product or they're crappy people or stuff like that. You just won't see me do that because it's my core value is be a cheerleader. So once you've determined that and you start to pull others, what you're going to look for is patterns in your team. And what they have. And you start to draw those connections. And then you're going to find out, okay, these are the core values that we share as a team. So you may have... You know five to 10 values that are really important to you, but through your team, they may all center around five. And in, in my opinion, what I would do is I would double down on those. Those, those. those values that you guys all share, double down on those, and you can start to address and bring in new values into your team as you go. But that's one thing I would start is just to have a candid conversation about it and see what's important to your team, because you may find that overlap is already there. My guess is, if they're working with you closely, you have a lot of values that overlap anyway because that's why you guys get along and that's why you you work well together that's why they didn't get fired yet like mm-hmm. these are all like <laughs> these values probably are already there on some level but you need to have that candid conversation to bring it out so that would be that would, I think would be my first step um i would say on the other level of it's harder to you know to give to demonstrate those values uh you just have to do it in the way in the channels that you do have like you're right i have an advantage of my whole team is in the office together and i get to have these conversations with them every single day. But a lot of what they see me do is on Twitter. A lot of what they see me do is what I post in Slack. A lot of what they see me do is comments on GitHub. Uh, like, So I can still demonstrate these values in these other places that they will all witness because they're all going to come across it. And how good is it when they come across something that I posted three years ago and they're like, there it is. Hmm. There's that thing that we do, and there he was doing it three years ago. I get it. Like, this is why we exist. And that just solidifies and just kind of, I think, right, just sets in stone, this is who we are, and, and this is how we do what we do. Yeah, that's
0: excellent advice. I'm sure I'm going to do something similar. I love the idea of gathering the team together and having them define this, their own, you know, what they want from their own future and the product. I think many times as product founders, we kind of think that it all has to come out from, from us. You know, we just have, we're like magicians coming up with all these things that our company needs. And sometimes it gets very stressful. And what I've learned is that, you know, it's, Especially if you already have built a team, it's important to let them come up with feedback because sometimes the team knows, sometimes even the product or aspects of the product more than you do. They might know the customers more than you do because they're interacting with them every day. And so they have as much input into things like vision and mission as you do. So it's important to listen to what they have to say.
2: Yeah, I would agree. I think some of the best ideas in our company don't come from me. Um, I think I make them better. And I don't say that in a prideful way. I just mean because of my experience, because of knowing the product, knowing the business, knowing where we came from, knowing where we're going. Right? I can I can fine tune and polish an idea but that idea might not have existed if it didn't come from the team. And we jokingly don't ever give anyone credit for their idea uh, because not, sometimes it's just out of bad memory. Like, nobody can remember who said what last. And so we're like, yeah, so-and-so had such-and-such such an idea. And we're like, wait a minute, and somebody will speak up. I think that was so-and-so. Nah, it was, you know, like, we just, we don't care, though, because it's the, idea, the point is the idea came from the team and the team's going to own it, it's going to pursue it and they're going to push it, and we're not looking to get credit for it individually. So So yeah, a lot of the best ideas don't come from me. Um, I just, like I said, I think I'm able to polish ideas uh, and and luckily, I don't have to come up with all the ideas now because I have a good, talented team around me. Excellent.
0: So in terms of these vision and mission that we keep on mentioning, in your case, do you have them written down somewhere? Is, are they public-facing or they, are they just internal? Um,
2: we've done our mission on our website on WPNinjas.com, and we've kind of put that mm-hmm. publicly. We've not published, published our um, values. And to be honest, we're actually still working through our values a little bit in the sense of we're framing them. We have our value list. We have the things. Things that we know are important to us, but we're trying to put them into terms that are easily repeatable so that we can constantly put them in front of our face. So eventually we will publicize our values as well. Uh, There's no reason in keeping that stuff private necessarily. I'm sure there are some people who would make some claims of why that is. Um, You can get in trouble uh, because we have talked, I think at one point I talked about support and offering great support, and then you get a customer who had one bad experience, or they just didn't like the answer that you gave, and so they find that blog post I wrote about it, and then they comment... (laughs) Like, and trash us like, I thought you said you give great support. And that's a that's really important to you. And that's a core value, but I didn't get it. And you're like, uh, so then maybe that's the danger of of offering your core values. Because if if people think but to me, it's an accountability thing, we put those values out. And if people if customers don't agree that we are exemplifying those, they may not be the ones who are wrong. Like maybe there is some fine tuning we need to do. So
0: I've opened the WP Ninjas website and here I'm seeing that there's the statement saying helping others be successful by providing the best tools, services and resources available. Uh, is that the mission statement then?
2: Yeah, that's that's our mission statement. Um, and like I said, it fleshes out. I said I think when I said it earlier, I said products, uh, services, and resources. But yeah, I mean that's that's really what it comes down to for us. Ninja Forms, Ninja Demo, which I mean we're currently not selling because it needs some love, and we don't want to take people's money for something that we're not able to put as much attention into it. But the goal is that's a tool to help product people be successful. So when we have the time to put into it, that's why we that's why we created it. Uh, Ninja Forms is a tool for businesses and and site owners to be successful in some area capacity of their business uh wp ninjas.com and ninjaforms.com we write a lot of content the goal to make wordpress users more successful in running their sites and the thing that they want to do um our support team works really hard and we don't always do 100 (laughs) is what we want to accomplish but we try right so that's our mission statement we put it out there and we say this is why we exist this is what we Hmm. do
0: How important? I mean, let me rephrase this. I kind of look at this and think that it could apply to basically any business out there. So it's not something that perhaps I identify with just one company just by reading this. It's kind of pretty generic. Is it something purposefully kept generic or because obviously the team has these values that we keep mentioning that run much deeper than than just the statement.
2: Right. And our values is what makes that mission specific to us. I think that's what gives it the uniqueness to it. But if I think if you look at mission statements as a whole, like if you just Google mission statements, you could say, well, I could see how that would apply to dozens of companies, hundreds of companies, maybe every company, right? Like you can find that. But what makes it personal is how we implement it. What makes it personal is what that statement means to us as a company. And I don't think a mission statement doesn't change or evolve. And so it's not, it's not like that mission statement will, will always be our mission statement and we as a company won't mature or change our focus and, and, and find a new mission in what we do. But I think... Um, I think it feels generic to the outsider, but to the insider, it's deeply personal. So yeah, on a website, it's kind of marketing speak. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they hope they want to help other people be successful. Blah 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 blah. Um, you know, and what does that really mean? <laughs> you know, um, you know. Here's a perfect example: um, a credit union that I used to work with. Their mission statement is enhancing others' lifestyles. Yeah, pretty generic. Like, It's really generic, right? Enhancing members' lifestyles, right? They have members, and they want to enhance their lifestyles. What the heck does that mean? Well, to the team, as I worked for them, right, and we had a set of uh, that mission, and we had core values and all this stuff, it was very personal to us. Well, that meant a lot of things to us as a mission. It meant that we we went into underserved areas to provide financial tools and resources for them. It means that we educated young people to understand how to manage finances, and we teamed up with other organizations so that we could get into schools and educate. Uh, there was a number of reasons why that was important to us and what it meant to enhance members' lifestyles. But yeah, that's very generic and, yeah. to an outsider. So
0: you mentioned earlier this exercise of having the team together and firing up ideas on a whiteboard or whatever. So those would be the core values that come out from that exercise rather than that mission, one line mission statement
2: and for us our values have to support that mission statement like if those if the value we say doesn't do that then we don't then it's probably not important enough for us to, to make its value but when we did it we wrote like 40 different things on the board i got the whole team in the room you you were in the we play ping pong in that yeah, room yeah. as well <laughs> um, but we have this big whiteboard that's on the wall and we all just rolled our chairs in there around the ping pong table and we just threw out ideas and we went from 40 and then we dwindled it down to 20 and then we dwindled it down to 12 and now we're working with about 8 statements right. and so it, it was a refining process and the, we came back and we still have probably two or three more meetings that we will have together as a team before we are fully done with this list.
0: Right. And so so you have an actual list of core values internally that, you know, every person you said keeps, you, you actually do repeat them every so often. So yeah. how does that work? Mm-hmm. I mean, is it a mantra
2: that you repeat every day or what? <laughs> well, it's you know, it's 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 a number of things that we do. I'm uh, sure it's things that we say. So we, I say it frequently, like when I, you know, when all this, you know, when all this, what we like to call in the WordPress space, WP drama, um, and and all it starts coming up, and maybe uh, a product has a snafu or a. And, and we for whatever reason, people love to hate and criticize and jump on that. And so my Twitter feed just blows up with all of this negativity all the time. It's really frustrating. And so at that moment, when somebody starts reading it, I will start saying, be a cheerleader. See somebody going through a hard time, build them up somebody's going through like, you know, I have a few friends that had really bad things happen in their WordPress space where either they made a mistake or uh, something happened. And one of my first instincts is to reach out to them and say, Hey, listen, I got, you know, we got you, you're going to be okay. This is, this, this is going to pass. And I know it's tough, but I'm thinking about you. Hmm. And I just, just know that that you're going to get through this. And, And this is important to us because one there's a couple of reasons one here i know one day we are going to have that snafu one day as a business or a product we're going to have an epic and public failure that is could be you know could destroy us I want to I put goodwill into the world so that nobody says, well, these people criticize everyone else, so when they fall, we're going to criticize them. I don't want to be that company that everyone is looking to fail. I want to be the company that when something does happen, people go, you know what? They always build everyone else up. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna help them through this. Like They're going to make it through this, and I'm not going to be one of those people that jumps on and piles on all the negativity. So, maybe there's an ulterior motive in that core value, but I just feel good also in just helping people and to letting people know it's okay. Um, I sleep better at night when I'm not all negative and criticizing everyone else, when I don't have all of this anger and hatred and, and, and I don't know, just vile attitude towards other people. I feel better. So, it's just so when we see that feed and somebody starts talking about one of these drama topics that come up, I constantly say, remember, be a cheerleader. Like that's how we. That's how the WP ninjas address drama. We be a cheer. We're gonna be cheerleaders mm-hmm. every single time, and so that's one way we do it. Another way we do it is, I. You know, actually, it's funny. Um, I was at a in WordCamp Oklahoma, and we were hanging out with some of the friends of iThemes crew at Corey Miller's office and the iThemes office, and and Corey said something that he says all the time. I. I would say it's probably in line with maybe one of their core values or one of their ideas. But he just said something about his team and about an issue that they were dealing with. And he says, you know, remember, uh, you know, you know, and we just have to remember these customers pay our paychecks. And that's such an obvious thing. And we know that as product companies, right? If we don't have customers, we don't get paid. But that kind of hit me a little bit, and it has slowly become. And there was a few of my team with them, uh, with me at the time. And it's kind of become a mantra. Like when we get frustrated, or when uh, when a customer gets frustrated, we say, "They pay our paycheck." Like we remind ourselves of this, and that gives us new energy to kind of say, "Hey, if I want to get a paycheck at the end of the month, I need to make this customer happy." Like I need to make sure they're taken care of, and so that drives us. So. It happens, I think, just in life and in business. When things happen, we just speak it out there. We do have a document, right? We have a Google document that has our, these values listed and maybe a description uh, uh, with those as we're fleshing those out. Um, and once we get our phrases fully in place, I probably will make up posters and hang them throughout the office. I'm not saying those things are bad things. I'm just saying that you should be living it before you're hanging it on a wall. You know, that's the most important thing.
0: Awesome. So, a great example of a core value would be be a cheerleader. leader. Mm-hmm. That's a great example. And in terms of vision, do you have a, an exercise that you went through in terms of creating a vision for the company, or was it just something that came naturally at the time of founding the, the, the company with Kevin?
2: Uh, I think for for us, our vision is something that kind of organically became through my partnership with Kevin. So. Uh, It it wasn't something—I think even Kevin actually mentioned at some point in a previous podcast when we had the whole team in an an interview, he talked about how he and I used to live next door to each other in a little duplex— and he used to come over at night and we'd sit in the living room and we'd just kind of dream. Vision to me is a lot about dreaming. What is the bi- what what do you, what do you wish your business could look like 1 year, 5 years, 10 years from now? Um uh, what is your what is the vision? And so that is kind of how our vision has taken place. It's come with a lot of Kevin and myself just dreaming about what is the what is the world we want to live in 10 years from now what is what is the, the 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 team makeup look like? What does the company look like? What are he and I doing with our day to day business day to day activities ten years from now? And so our vision, in a lot of ways, came out of just having those kind of dreaming mm-hmm. conversations. Um, and we're still just now starting to say now how do we formulate that in a vision that we can pass to the team and get them on board so that we are all headed towards a singular goal. Right.
0: Earlier, you mentioned that like an example of a security plugin would be, you know, to be the best security plugin out there as, as in terms of vision. But surely, I think in terms of you and Kevin, when you were still employed and kind of dreaming of having this plugin business, I doubt you would be thinking about just having the best forms plugin out there. I think it would be more important for you to actually have a business that can sustain you and not, not having to work for somebody else, for example, wouldn't those be bigger goals at that stage?
2: Yeah. I mean, your obviously every company's vision is going to be a little different and it's going to be based on the makeup of, of the leader on a, on a major scale. It's going to, it's going to set the tone of that vision. And so for us, I mean, like I said, we're still formulating what that vision, we want that vision to be because in, in a lot of ways, the vision is the picture we hang on the wall that says, this is what we're trying to create. This, this is the thing like that's, that's what we're trying to create. And so for, yes, in a security plugin, um, to, to say, you know, we just want to be the, the best security plugin. Um, uh, no, that's not a, not, that's not a very huge, uh, huge vision, although probably still challenging. Um. It might be to be the security leader of all spaces. Like we just want to forget WordPress. We just want to be the security leader for website security or, uh, you know, internet and server security, whatever the case may be, that may be a product business vision, but that may not be the compel. you know, it has to be compelling. And so there has to be that that picture of what the company is. And so that's hard for me to describe, you know, here in a few minutes of what the vision of like, say, the WP Ninjas would be. And I, I'll tell you this, the vision for the WP Ninjas doesn't isn't just the WP Ninjas, like the WP Ninjas is just a small little portion of our bigger vision. It's, 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 in a, in a way, it's the WordPress portion of our vision, but we have a lot of bigger plans that don't necessarily just exclusively involve w- WordPress. And the WP Ninjas may not even enter into a larger portion of that uh, that vision. It just happens to be the piece that we're working on right now. So I look at vision in a lot of ways, like a puzzle. <laughs> you know, uh, the vision for me is like the puzzle box. You have the cover, like whenever we go to, you put together, you do the edges and you look at the picture of the puzzle to figure out what piece you should be putting where and try to figure it out. In a lot of ways, from a business standpoint, our vision is the same way. We've got the box cover up, like that's what we're headed on. But man, we're just working on the corner right now. I'm just trying to get the corner piece in place and and get that all set up so that I can work the edges and then I'm going to group colors together and I'm going to build this out but i have a bigger picture that's hard to describe right it's hard to to express just well there's a barn in the picture and there's these beautiful trees to the side and like i can't give you the full beauty of the picture until you just you just have to see it and that's always the goal and and that's a struggle of the leader right to be able to describe that picture in such a compelling way that your team can start to put the pieces together to look like that picture that you've described because they don't get the cover. They only get what you tell them. And so that's, that's the challenge, right? Vision is tough because it is very much this abstract idea of this is what we're reaching for. Uh, and I've got to paint it in such a clear and compelling picture that the team takes ownership of it and they start to define the edges and group the colors. And all of a sudden we're building this picture. So it's, it's challenging.
0: Okay, I'm going to stop asking you questions about these three because I'm going to be working on them myself based on the ideas you've given me. And hopefully in one of the next few episodes, I'm going to give my take on what we came up with ourselves. You know, James and me were discussing before this show, and that's originally where the idea came from, that we have these ideas of what the company should be doing or in terms of vision and mission and values. But on a day-to-day basis, it can be very hard to keep focusing, especially with a growing team and a growing product, with lots of requests by customers, issues keep cropping up, how to decide on what to work on. And James was telling me about something he was working on in his own business that I found very interesting. James, why don't you share your thoughts on that? The decision matrix, I mean.
2: Yeah, um, there is a, I want to I I will link to it in the show notes. But apply filters. Pippin and Brad had a conversation where they were talking a little bit about how do you decide what you work on, like what features you should be building and stuff like that. And they mentioned a few resources that they've used or that have kind of helped them. Uh, One was from uh, Baremetrics. And I have been working on this for the better course of a year, at the very least, thinking about it. Right? Not maybe not putting a physical structure to it, but thinking about what does that look like for the WP Ninjas currently, and how do we decide what's the most important things for us to be working on? And so, in that process, I've started doing a little bit more research and thinking through uh, this idea of a decision matrix, right? This, And basically, to simplify it, it's a table that you, li- uh, you know, like a spreadsheet that you list all the issues that you, are, all the things that you have vision that you wanna work on or ideas that you have, And you start to weight them by things that are important to you. Now, there's a number of ways that you can do this. Um, you could do this by asking yourself, well, you know, does, is this a feature that goes back to the base? Like, I can sell this back to my customers, so that means I'm going to make more money from the same customers. Well, that's actually really good because I don't have to acquire new customers. I can just sell this back to current customers. So that's actually a really cool feature. So that may weigh high for you. That may be something that's really important to you. Um, you might say, does this move me to an adjacent market? Uh, is, this a, is this a new space, a new frontier by do, getting this feature in? Will I open up our market and be able to sell to more people? So there's a number of ways you can do it. We've kind of nailed it down to kind of five key areas for now. And what's nice about a decision matrix is it can evolve as you find out what's important to you. But right now in our current state of things, we've determined these five areas that we are looking to try to accomplish with any new feature or thing that we produce, at least as it pertains to Ninja Forms, and that is, uh, is, what does the demand look like? So how often is this getting requested? It's not the only factor, but it is a factor, because demand means it's something we can market and sell, it's something that can help us bring in new users, it's something that can help and, and help us retain current users, things like that. The other one is uh, we look at is really just customer happiness. Does this help them be successful? Remember, our mission statement is to help others be successful. So does this new feature, this new add-on, this new thing, does it help customers accomplish their goals easier, faster? Does it make them more successful? Does it have the potential to make them happier? Uh, the other one is, and, and so demand, going kind of stepping back, demand is talking about increasing revenue in a lot of ways. Increasing revenue or renewals, um, happiness is increasing reputation and goodwill. Um, support is the next one we talk about. Like, how likely is this new feature or thing to to impact support? Is it going to decrease support? Um, is it going to have a huge impact, or is it just going to n- have no impact at all? Um, that so support is a factor in the sense that it lowers our costs because if we don't have to spend time answering tickets. That product, that the product costs us less. the The factor that actually works against us is complexity. So, how hard is this to build? How much risk is it? How much light? How likely is it to break other things? Um, how how time consuming of a project is it? And then finally, our last category is fun. Like, do we, are we going to enjoy working on this? Is this something the team is just going to be like, man, I'm just gonna have a good time building this because the truth is you may have something that scores low all the way across the board, but man, it's just so much fun. It's a project you may just give somebody to use just to kind of let some of the pressure off and let them work on just that fun thing. So these are the factors. And the only other one we have, which is kind of a manual process for us, is we have a blocker category. It's, it's what I call our blocker modifier. And that is, is this feature blocking other things that we also want to work on? And that helps us modify the score and take something that might have a lower score because it's either, you know users aren't going to really notice it because it's in the background, so it's not going to impact users really. Um, nobody's demanding it because they don't even know it exists or that it's a thing. It's not going to affect support because it doesn't really touch the user and the and, you know it's not going to impact the user. Um, but maybe it's really high in complexity and difficult and it's not much fun to work on. So it's like, hey, why even bother working on this? It's just really complex and it's low scoring, but it blocks five other things on our roadmap. And that's why it becomes important. So it, that might modifier kind of gets added in to to do that and so we score some other things we i'm keeping track of the type of thing is it an enhancement or is this completely new we something we've never done before um where is what kind of a component is it is it an add-on is it in core is it a is it a feature in an add-on um we ask questions like uh what's a target is it for you know Current customers, new customers, just small businesses, are only enterprise people, level people or agencies going to be interested in this? Or is this like all people are going to be really into this project? Because that can help us weigh it a little bit as well. Uh, and then if we have it in GitHub or Trello for tracking, we have a source. And so that's basically what it looks like. And hopefully by the time we publish this, I'll have fleshed out a little bit more that we can add this to our show notes to So you can kind of get an example of how we're using this as a team. Uh, But that's kind of it. It's kind of just a a decision matrix. And so all these numbers get added up to give a final score. And that score sorts that table uh, accordingly so that we can look at it and go, okay, all the things that are green our go. like These are things we should be working on. They're going to have the most impact on us as a business. And things that end up in the red are very low impact and stand to either not make us any money, not lower support costs. They, they, don't, they don't meet any of our goals. And so really, when you're looking at your five things, demand, happiness, support, complexity, fun, part of these are your goals. What, is the, what are your goals as a company? And for us, we want to increase revenue. We want to lower costs. We want to have fun. We want to um, make people happy. So that's that's kind of what set these. And we may add more as we go, but these are the five we settled on to at least get started. Very interesting. And I think these are
0: valuable for companies or even individual plugin or team or whatever, you know, owners uh, at any stage of their business, especially though when you're growing and you have all these people who are who need some clear direction on where you're going and what priority they should be assigning to, you know, things that come up. So in our case, we have our lead developer who's constantly bombarded with feature requests, high-level support requests, um, just our internal, you know, Priorities on how we can improve the plugin. And so all these things get difficult to juggle and decide which one should be taken as high priority. And I'm looking forward to what James comes up with in terms of this decision matrix and eventually implementing it in our business as well.
2: Yeah, it's it's, it's a cool tool. Um, we started putting in things that are even like minor feature requests or even maybe maybe a bug. Because there are some bugs that are, let's be honest, they can wait. Like they're not the most crucial thing, and if it the if the the bug is not, for instance, a high demand, like it's not touching a lot of users, um, and it's not going to really impact happiness all that much, because there's you know it's it really impacts like a few people. Um, and it's not increasing our support, like all of these things, Like, then that's a bug maybe we don't work on, but maybe we have a bug that, man, it's affecting a ton of users. It's everyone's happiness. It's increasing, like we're getting 10 tickets a day just on this one issue. Well, all of a sudden that starts to rise to the top and we're like, okay, that bug we work on, but this other bug we wait because we have this other project that's that's actually gonna have more impact as a whole. And so that, that was my goal. My goal really was the reason I started to say I finally need to build this and think through it a little bit is as a company, I have found that we have been, and I've been saying this a lot, and even I think in other episodes, but I've been saying this so much around the team as well. We have been so much caught up by the the immediate and the urgent that we have met, mi- we are missing the ultimate. And while Ninja Forms, we think, is a beautiful and a great product. Uh, we could spend all of our time chasing fires and never push the product forward where we think it needs to go because there will always be fires. There will always be bugs. There will always be things that people think should work one way that work another and all of these things. So we just needed to set something in stone that said once and for all, this is how we're going to decide what we work on.
0: I'm really happy we had this discussion on these topics because I think that they are very relevant to anyone in this business and not only in the WordPress space. I'm looking forward to continuing to implement them on my own and then sharing the results in a future episode. James, I don't know if you have had anything else you wanted to share at this
2: stage. Uh, no, I think, uh, this has been, there's been a lot of great content. uh, I think that we've been able to kind of discuss and some, even some stuff that I need to kind of go back and circle back around that just having this conversation is a reminder of, oh yeah, I need to go back to this because I, maybe we've left it a little unfinished.
0: Yep. So I think we can wrap it up. I'm actually, let me check. Sorry about this. (laughs) (laughs) i wanted to check if there are any reviews
2: well we're gonna have to cut this out if there aren't because that'll be sad to be able to take this all this time and and say oh let me check nope sadly no reviews (laughs) oh why (laughs) (laughs) although although this has been a kind of a candid kind of discussion episode maybe we just say it there it is we need more five-star reviews we need to know you are listening (laughs)
0: <laughs> and so there's one from zephyr studio i'm not sure if we read that
2: i think we did actually uh, a couple episodes ago see there's that sad moment <laughs> silence <laughs> and, uh,
0: no we did get one we did get one from kim male poet good guy
2: I, I would say this. First of all, we want to say thank you to all of our listeners. Our download counts keep going up month after month, uh, episode after episode. We do see a lot of retweets and people sharing episodes, so we're really excited that people are getting some information that they are finding valuable and sharing it with their their own uh, social networks. Uh, but we we would like to hear some some feedback, some reviews. So if you get a chance, leave us a, a review, even if it's not five stars. Although we prefer five stars, um, it kind of lets us know that you guys uh, appreciate what we're doing and helps us kind of rank higher in the podcast, you know, in the various podcast lists. So we just encourage you to head over. Whatever service you use uh, or iTunes, uh, just kind of head on over there and leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you. And also ask questions. Talk to us on Twitter at mastermind uh, at MastermindFM uh, because we'd love to hear your feedback on, uh, you know, Maybe something that you've applied from an episode, or questions you have, or things that you're dealing with, or topics that you'd like us to discuss. Uh, we'd love to interact with you more. I know we've mostly been just doing kind of episodes and, and putting them out there. We'd like to have some more actual interaction, so some feedback from you, something that we can actually comment on instead of just uh, you know doing whatever episodes we want to do and whatever interviews come up. Uh, we'd definitely love to hear some of your feedback so that we can kind of tailor our message and our talks to stuff that you might be dealing with or or addressing uh, things that you're dealing with right now. So I just want to encourage everyone leave us a review. So I guess with that, it's time for us to say our goodbyes. (laughs)
0: We keep repeating this, but as James said, we keep seeing the visitor counts and the download counts go up. And we'd really love for you to reach out, even just not only in terms of reviews, but also to reach out in terms of just questions or telling us what you like, what you don't like in the episodes. And uh, I want to say thank you to Kim from MailPoet from, for reaching out and telling us that the plug and rewrite episode sounded very much in tune with what they're doing at MailPoet and in terms of also the Doing a rewrite, and we look forward to having Kim as a guest of this podcast and sharing their experience with plugin rewrites. And with that, we can uh, we're gonna leave you today. And obviously, you can find us on Twitter at James Laws at Jangalea. You can reach out to us with uh, on our email, podcast at mastermind.fm, and you can post a review on iTunes. Uh, that's it for today. We'll see you in the next episode.
2: See you next time.